Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Colby Rebel Psychic Medium is an international psychic and medium as well as a three-time best-selling author, certified master spiritual teacher, and motivational speaker. I want to preface this episode by saying this is not for everybody. I have happened to have enough personal experience in my life that I believe we absolutely can tap in to the other side. In order to show you her abilities, Colby and I start the episode with a reading. Believe what you want. She knew nothing about me before we started, and she wasn't even on the emails to coordinate the reading. Listen, the goal of this episode, like all of them, is to hopefully leave you with at least one small takeaway that can positively impact your life. So in this episode, we discuss how Colby realized she had this gift, how she was able to turn it into a full-time job, and what it must be like talking to thousands and thousands of people, all of which are desperately searching for answers. My reading was very intense, so pardon the tears. Enjoy. Colby, thank you for coming on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you. Okay. So we're going to start with a quick reading so you can, we can show everybody what you do. Yeah, that sounds wonderful. So a couple things that I immediately pick up about you. So I actually feel like you have to be always going like your mind, it always has to be doing different things. So I feel like you really like to challenge yourself. You're not one to just sit and say, read a book. I feel like you're no, one that needs nightmare. your hands into something. What? <laughs> that's my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So I feel like for you, and I just feel like you're constantly creating just ideas are constantly flowing for you. But I also feel like you do like to exercise or be outdoors because I think a lot of ideas come in that way as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. And then the other thing is I feel like when I look in here, you have two, what I'm picking up is like two main businesses, but then I feel like there's a third one that you've been working on or that's coming out, something new <laughs> that maybe people don't know about you yet or something like it's your baby, so to speak. Make sense? Yes. Okay. And now are you also, I don't know if it's like jewelry or clothes. Do you design either jewelry or clothes, Pia, or is that something yeah, new? Uh, both. Okay. Because I feel like I see a clothing line coming out or, you know, that's, and it's like a, another label or it's got a, something about the label. And I also feel like maybe you're working with another person with this. Um, <laughs> does that make sense? That's exactly all correct. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. So now what's also really cool is I feel babies around you. So do you happen to have children yet? Because I feel babies. So I used to have a seven week old. Oh, oh, well, got, see, now most people are probably already going to know that, right? I'm sure you posted 
that. Yeah. Um, sorry. See, I don't even look. I'm sorry. No, good. <laughs> but I felt babies around you. Um, now the word is plural. So that means this seven week old is not going to be our only one. Okay. I hope so without a doubt, we've got, well, actually, Pia, I actually feel like there's going to end up being three. I really do. So, but we've got that second one. I definitely, without a doubt, feel like you're going to have a girl as one of those three as well. So I feel like a little girl uh, is definitely going to be coming in as well. So it's, it's really going to be really kind of cute and fun. Even though you don't have her yet, she is just going to be super sassy and independent. Like The seven-week-old is a girl. Oh, okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, there we go. This, mm-hmm. this girl is going to be so sassy and so <laughs> into it. Like I can't begin to tell you that you have your hands full. She is going to be you. And, and I feel like it's really great. No one's going to be able to push her around, but what's also crazy is she's going to be like this little Zen thing. Like, so she's going to have this Zenness. Um, but this fire as well. So it's kind of really interesting to see both sides. I she's a if Gemini. She's on a cusp or something. Is she? Oh, she's a Gemini. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you just described her. <laughs> there we go. And what is her birthday? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, of course. Um, June 8th. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So yeah, that little, that little Gemini, that's actually really funny. So I just feel like, you know, this is really great in the beginning, but I definitely, I feel like there's going to be two more kids. I also feel like you travel uh, or I see travel coming in for you. So I don't know if you ever like, and it feels to me, this is international travel. So I'm not sure if you planned a trip to Italy or Paris or something like (laughs) this. We have a trip to Italy in September. Oh, okay. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, great. So I feel like, you know, you guys are going to have a blast and this is really going to be a lot of fun. And I think what's really interesting, like I just see you as one of those moms where you're just going to take that kid and just strap one of those fabric things around you and go, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's the plan. Yeah. And I, I also feel like, you know, even though motherhood is going to take precedence, it's like you're absolutely still going to be this businesswoman and this creative. I think it's just part of who you are. It's what really inspires you. But what's also interesting is I feel like you will end up creating something around kids. So maybe a kid's line of clothing or something for kids that I also see that feels to be really high end, like super kind of fun and hip. I would love to do that. Yeah, you will. You will. It's going to be really, really, really cool. Barabee is a joyful wellness brand on a mission to create a calmer, more collected world, one nap at a time. Sleep is just the simplest form of self-care and Barabee's chunky knit weighted blankets are designed to help you drift off naturally. Weighted blankets have been medically proven to help calm anxiety and promote deep restorative rest by stimulating the production of serotonin, our happy hormone, and reducing cortisol, our stress hormone. And increasing melatonin, which helps us to fall and stay asleep. Barabee blankets are naturally weighted with layers of breathable material, so you'll stay comfortable throughout the night. You can rest easy knowing Barabee's weighted blankets are good for the planet and for the people who make them. Barabee weaves sustainable into every part of the supply chain using organically grown materials and closed loop practices that make as little impact on the environment as possible. They do not use harmful microbeads found in a lot of other weighted blankets, nor do they use any plastics in their products or in their packaging. Barabee nappers are so natural, they're even biodegradable. The chunky nick design of Barabee weighted blankets make them stylish. So stylish that I have two. I have one in my bedroom and we leave one in the living room in case anybody wants to take a midday snooze. They're available in a range of sizes and colors to suit all kinds of sleepers from specially made kids blankets to a weighted blanket made for two. If you need something natural to help you sleep better and feel calmer, try one of Barabee's hand-knit weighted blankets. Find them on Instagram at mybarabee and visit barabee.com. That's B-E-A-R-A-B-E. Y.com. They offer free shipping and hassle-free returns on all orders within the United States. Hey, Fidel Curry Lee here 
So can we all agree that mental health is okay to discuss and doesn't have to be so taboo? Life throws curveballs at us on a daily, and the least we can do is cater to the relationship that we have with ourselves. So catch a new episode of my podcast, Because Life, every Wednesday to hear me and a mental health professional go there as we dive deep, be vulnerable, probably cry, and definitely laugh to discuss issues we all battle that become part of our mental health journey. Look, I get it. Life is hard, but talking about it together can make it a little bit easier. Tune in every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. Now, a woman steps in. So there's a woman and a man both step in, okay? And I just feel like a ridiculous amount of love for you. And I don't know if maybe they spoke another language, but I get this sense where I am like, like, uh, you know, I don't know if I've watched uh, Mama Mia too many times, but I'm like, oh my goodness, look at you. <laughs> that's my husband. That's my husband's mother. She's, was, just, she's, she was Italian. She gives me, she gives me chills and she's just like, <laughs> look at you, look at this baby, like the baby board. And, um, and I just feel like with her, there is this beautiful, beautiful, energy with her like she is just loving like I mean she's a little loud and fun and vivacious <laughs> that's exactly um, how and, she was exactly gonna tell you I mean listen there's no filter but she's also very loving just mm-hmm. so loving right and I'm kind of now this may be connected not connected do you know an s name like Sophie or Sophia is there an S name connected to anyone in the living or in spirit? And it could also be a middle name because I heard Rose and then Sophia. Uh, not that jumps out at me right away. Okay. So maybe if you think about it later, add in, but it, I saw an S and there's something around that. Whose name starts with an S? No, I can't think of that right now. That's okay. You can think of it later. It's all right. But I also got what's interesting. I feel like I just, they just showed me an image of Sophia Loren. I feel like maybe this <laughs> mother-in-law, either she's got this beauty of Sophia Loren or this elegance, this glamour. There is something around that as well. I mean, she was like a very loud, extremely loving. Italian. She always said that I look like Sophia Loren. Oh, there, there you go. Perfect. <laughs> See, there you go. Perfect. Perfect. But she just gives me a sense of, you know, knowing, just wanting everyone to know that, that she is okay and that she sends all of, I mean, just such a, such a family woman. I mean, Big this, time. this woman loves her kids, mm-hmm. loves you, um, <laughs> very open. And it's interesting because she would just, if she were in the living, she would just give you so much advice right now. Oh but my, that's I, what we talk about all the time. I'm always like, oh, she just, on her deathbed, she, I wasn't pregnant. It was two years ago. She started giving me pregnancy advice. Yeah. And she just keeps like, she gives me chills and she just keeps saying to me, I mean, she's like, she's kind of a straight shooter. Can I just kind of Big say time. what I got? Is this okay? Yeah, absolutely. It's like all the baby needs is a boob. Whenever you get worried, give the baby a boob. And it's like... That's just, totally something she would say. Just it's like that's it. Like it's gonna fix the world. Um, and I feel like so she just doesn't want you to panic because she says although most people see you as having it all together, you actually are a perfectionist and you get really worried if you don't know something. And mm-hmm. she's just saying, listen, this is gonna be wonderful, and don't mm-hmm. don't worry about it. And I feel like. Um, she brings me to the baby room. I actually feel like you must have decorated a baby room. Yeah. And she's in this room. And I just feel like the room feels definitely a, a femininity to it. But it also feels just really beautiful. The energy feels <laughs> really good. It's and a so really beautiful baby room. It is. It feels to be really, really like um, almost even though it's a baby room, it doesn't feel like it. It feels mm-hmm. like it feels like a grown-up room, like mm-hmm. luxurious. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Do we have like fluffiness around either a fluffy blanket or fluffy pillows or something? There's like jacquard curtains and jacquard yeah, pillows. Yeah. There I, we it's go. Very. I am just kind of curious. Just it's just me pushing myself, and it's okay if it's a no. But is there like a white or a cream color, and then maybe a color like this, or 
Uh, yeah, the room color. there's it's creams and pinks, and the jacquard fabric yeah. is pink with flowers. It's, yeah, looks, that's what she showed me. See, yeah. so she's letting me know she's in the. Oh, she's now, in the room. She does wear perfume, so I feel like when you smell her perfume, that's letting you know she's around. Okay, uh, mm-hmm. so she's letting you know that she's around. I, am I right, Pia? She gave you a ring prior to her passing. Am I correct? You have she a gave ring me a little a little pin. Okay, there you go. She lets. She's just letting you know. But <laughs> um, like she gives you all this love and and just letting you know that she wanted to just pop right on in here. Oh, the baby's named after her. Oh, maybe that's why she was trying to give me the name or the the rose or something. Maybe that's exactly what she was There's trying to say. There's flowers all in her, like the fabric everywhere has roses all over it. Okay, there. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> got it. Thank you. Yeah, but she just gives me a sense of um, letting me know that she is just so, so proud of you guys. <laughs> so proud of you. That is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And then the man that I have, th- there is a man as well. Now, he gives me a sense. I feel like this man is more connected to you, Pia. It's my dad. Oh, yeah. And I get the sense for him. So this kind of spiritual work wouldn't be his thing. I'm just going to say that. No, it's not. And and he is like, listen, you need to know I'm only doing this for Pia because she needs this. And I'm like, okay, deal, buddy. (laughs) Deal. You don't come visit me later. I won't come to you later. Okay. (laughs) But, you know, he is a man like extremely just very practical, very logical, very much a businessman. I get the sense of, you know, but also just again, also, though, that heart of gold. I mean, he just gives me a feeling of a heart of gold and integrity. And his name is extremely important, especially Mm -hmm. his last name is something about his name is like, (laughs) you know, and I guess this is, you know, I mean, I know, you know, this big advocate for having a son, big advocate, like, right. We, (laughs) I wanted a son so bad because I wanted like a mini, I wanted like a version of my dad. (laughs) Yeah. But you will see when you have your son, he absolutely will have characteristics and traits like your dad. It's going to (laughs) be pretty incredible and it's going to be a lot of fun. Your dad gives me the sense where I feel like he had more of failing health versus uh, an instant or an, an, like to me, it's failing health. It was um, failing health. Yeah. Okay. And I do get the sense too, I would understand, am I correct? I think it's with him uh, towards the end, like this labored breathing or, yeah. you know, I'm having a hard time getting my lungs full. Do you understand He had emphysema. That? Okay. And so he gives me, he gives me that, but he also gives me a sense that I feel like you were around him. You got to see him prior to his passing. Like I f- he showed I was me with you right him. by the bedside. He and died. On, he died on his bed. <laughs> yeah, and he shows him. He shows me you right there, right there mm-hmm. with him. And it was really one of those things where he was more trying to tell you not to worry that it's going to be okay, mm. um, and you telling him. And it was. It felt to be very beautiful. Am I right though? Prior to his, like, and I don't like to focus too much. There's a reason I'm going into this. Towards the end, did his cheek, like his face, get a little skinny? Or, yeah. Because he shows me when he was younger, super like just built. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he just was like, and I, I think he's got some hair, but he just gives me a sense of like, you know, really being. Very proud of himself. <laughs> he was a, absolutely. Yeah. Ladies, man, Tom Selleck, <laughs> move over. <laughs> That's so funny. He, yeah, he knew Tom. Yes. He and Tom Selleck were fraternity brothers. But, and See that? How weird is that, right? How <laughs> weird is so, that? My dad was a big man. He was a football player and he was gorgeous. That and You he, know, that was interesting. I was seeing the football, but I wasn't putting... I was seeing the football and I was seeing your dad with his shirt off a lot, but I wasn't putting it together, which is really fun. 
Yeah. And I he think had a your beard. dad, though, was a natural athlete anyway, other than just football. Like, yeah. I feel like he actually was a really good swimmer or loved being on the water mm-hmm. um, because he I did. see him you know, really wanting water sports or boats like this. I really feel like he really enjoyed as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just know that they are okay and they, <laughs> you know, are around you and they are together, which I know you guys know that and talk about that. Mm, all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Chucky. I miss him. Every, uh, both of them. It's very hard having a newborn child and not having those two people here. But they are there. So just try to remember that. So cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy that they both came through so fast. Oh, they're just all I say. So I was telling people, they ask, you know, how does it work? And it's really natural for me, a very natural process. I don't have to meditate or, you know, I set an intention. And then when we start, I just kind of go, who wants to say hi? And that's it. (laughs) And then mm-hmm. whoever comes in first is who I talk about. And then I'll give someone an opportunity. I'll say, is there anyone else I missed that didn't show up? <laughs> Do we dial them um, <laughs> and try? But yeah, it's just, so they, they were eager to come in. They were eager and excited to be here. And at what point in your life did this start? I w- w- I'm mostly very curious about what it was like when you were really little Because I'm sure you saw a lot of things with your eyes. I'm sure you saw a lot of things in your head that you didn't. I I mean, what was that like? For me, my first experience was at the age of four when my Mm -hmm. grandfather came to me. And then I was super lucky. I remember him saying, get out of bed and go tell mommy what I said. And I did. And that's actually amazing because now I had an adult who validated that experience. Mm -hmm. I never forgot it. But for a lot of kids, it's in their imagination and then they don't get to share it with an adult. Um. But I did have that adult validation. But just all through childhood, I mean, I was always kind of weird, definitely. And even my friends and family all growing up and through high school, you know, I had this thing where they would see my mouth moving. You know, you see people in earbuds and you see their mouth moving where there were no earbuds yet. There were no headsets yet. And, you know, I'm sitting there having these full-on conversations. I know one time my mom heard me sitting out front in the yard back when you could leave a kid alone in the front yard. <laughs> and she said, who are you talking to? And I said, oh, I'm talking to so-and-so. Mommy, she's my friend. Can't you see her dress? <laughs> and there was no one there for my mom. So, you know, crazy. We went to rent a house once and my mom really liked it and had this old cedar closet. And I went into that closet and the lady who had lived there previously, who I believe passed in the house, she said, I don't want you guys living here. Mm-mm. And I said to my mom, hey, the lady in the closet doesn't want us here. And my mom <gasps> was like, there's no lady in the closet. And so she started to, you know, work on the house. She got it, started to work on it. And she felt someone touch her. <laughs> no. So she ran out of that house. We did not, we did not stay there, but it was just super funny. So at what point did your mother realize, hey, I don't think that my, that Colby has imaginary friends. I think this is a bigger thing. I think it was kind of suspected, but they, they didn't know, like, is that called mediumship? I don't think that they would have recognized. I think that they thought, well, she seems to be okay. She gets really good grades in school. Um, <laughs> that was like, I remember my sister saying that when I came out of the spiritual closet, once I told my family, hey, this is what I do, then I think it all just fell into play. It all kind of, you know, when all the, everything comes in and just fits and you go, oh, that's, oh, like, So it's a lot of that. And then my mom started to really remember a lot of different things I had said and done and pretty incredible. It must have just all like added up. It all just added up. And then you go, how could I miss, you know, how could we have missed this? But I thought everybody say crazy things. Yeah. So like kids, if you hear an average little child talking says weird stuff. Yeah. So I can't imagine. And then having, you know, being a mother and then being a little bit 
like at what line, you know, where's the line between you just being a kid and then being like, wait a second, there might be yeah. something else there. And I'm sure that must have been obviously like, you know, you talking to yourself been a little isolating for you. Yeah. And they very isolating. But we would also I remember one time we lived not too far from a cemetery. Okay. And we drove by and I remember my mom saying, let's say a prayer for everyone. And then I responded, no need, mommy. None of them are there anymore. They're all around us. <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> she was like, what just happened? <laughs> what just? Oh, I'm just going to keep driving. So yeah, she's funny. But, it, you know, it's been great to watch my mom evolve as well, right? Because sometimes if I, I can still to this day really spook her out. She'll be like, oh my God. <laughs> but then there are other times where she'll be like, oh, I had a visit last night. Your stepfather came to see me and this is what happened. So she's learning and growing as well. So it's actually just very, very cool and very fun. Do you believe that everybody can tap into this side of themselves? Or oh, is yes. It, yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah do I, absolutely. Without a doubt. I. I just believe that some people can do it more easily. And I want to say, quote unquote, better, like in a way of an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. Can everybody dribble a ball? Yes. Is everybody going to be a Michael Jordan? No. Oh, that's a great Um, way. And then the other thing too is you can, even if you have the gift, you can develop it. Like you can develop it to be the best that you can be. And, And again, people you have this argument, well, it's a natural gift. There's no need to develop. And it's like, really? Because Michael Jordan was a pretty natural basketball player, but that dude trained and practiced, right? Yeah, absolutely. And to become the best in the world, or I'm sure some people will argue. But Mm -hmm. um, the point is, is we absolutely can develop and hone in. So the way it works, P, is you have these senses, your senses, and we call them your clairs in our industry. And so you can see, hear, feel, know, taste, and smell. You can do that as well. But when they're heightened, when they're extra sensitive, then that's when you start picking up the other side or picking up on someone's soul, picking up Mm -hmm. what is kind of unseen with the physical eye or heard in the uh, inner ear. And so the more you practice and the more you make those senses more sensitive, then the more you're going to pick up, the more you're going to be able to figure out what to do and how to put it together and what you're receiving. If you're on birth control, remembering to take your pill is enough work. Forget going to the doctor in person to get your prescription and then waiting in line at the pharmacy. The Pill Club wants to help you take the work out of taking care of yourself. The Pill Club is a birth control subscription prescribed by a medical professional and delivered straight to your door for free. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands. Both brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 a month without insurance. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free in discreet packaging. What's more, their licensed medical team is just a text away to give you the best responsive health care. So skip the office visit and waiting in line at the pharmacy and join the club. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com slash best, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsider.org for every Everything is the Best listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's thepillclub.com slash best to get your first birth control care package and donate help to more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, thepillclub.com slash best. You must use the link to make the donation. We all know that feeling your best starts with what you eat. And Sakara gives you the ability to eat not just healthy, but enjoy what you're eating with chef-crafted plant-rich meals that build a foundation for radiant health. Sakara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients and are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. The menu of creative, chef-crafted, ready-to-eat breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you'll never get bored. 
I don't even think I've ever had the same thing twice. And it's delivered fresh to your door anywhere in the U.S. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Sakara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements, herbal teas, tons of amazing stuff to support your nutrition. My favorite, 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 which I'm always posting about is the Metabolism Super Powder. Experience the transformative power of plants. It is their best-selling product and it's made with organic raw cacao and it works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, reduce fatigue. And honestly, I think it's delicious. Sakara has received rave reviews from Vogue Goop, the New York Times, and more. Not that you even need more, huh? And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash best or enter best at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash B-E-S-T and get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash best. What point in your life did you, you know, when was the moment where you were like, okay, I have this, you know, ability and now I'm going to use it to help people. And what is that like even like breaking into that? You know, I'm sure a lot of people are very don't believe in what you do. I mean, I do, by the way. And I come from (laughs) a. my dad was always like, I don't know. But my mom and I are very. Yes. Very into this. And and my husband who grew up in Italy with, you know, he's like, this is this is not. But it's it's very funny because I'm like, this is you can't argue this. You know what I mean? It's very clear that. So what is that even like kind of navigating two questions? Now I'm rambling. How did you know that you were going to make this into, you know, essentially a business? I don't want to undermine yeah. it, but a business. And then navigate around like the stigma around it. Right. And so at the time I was a tax accountant. That's what I did for work. I was a public tax accountant. I ran a firm and crazy stuff was happening, but I was taking the CPA exam and Mm -hmm. the CPA exam is in parts. And then once you start the timetable, it clicks. And then there's an expiration date in which you have to pass all of them. So I was at the end of, you know, I had one last little part. I'd taken it once before, failed it by two points. So studied, ready. But now I can hear spirit saying, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be serving us. You're in the wrong path. You Mm. need to listen to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I remember going, listen, I'll tell you what, you just let me have this. You let me pass and I promise I will serve. You just give me this and I will do this for you. And I took the exam and the results came back and I failed by one point. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) And everything was wiped. And I just was like, why? And I just very loud and clear because you cannot negotiate with us. Oh, wow. Snap. So that was part of it. Now, I did. I absolutely at that time really struggled. I mean, listen, an accountant, they're reliable. You're not going to lose your job, right? It's so Mm -hmm. respected, right? Like, ooh, she's an accountant. Absolutely. And I'm like, oh my gosh, now what are people going to think? But, (laughs) you know, I had to do it. And once I started doing it, I don't know. It really isn't you don't really find too many negative people anyway. And even if I do, I just kind of, I feel bad for them. Aren't they the ones missing out? You know, it's like at some point, one of us is going to be right. We're all going to (laughs) transition. One of us is going to be right. And it's not going to be you, right? Mm -hmm. Like you might as well just get, you got nothing to lose to believe, right? What you got nothing to lose. If I'm wrong and you transition, you're not even going to know because you don't believe in it. So absolutely. It's like, yeah, That's a but, really good way to put it. Like, it, just, there's nothing to lose. It's not going to benefit your life and or it's not going to take you anything from your life at all. Yeah. And then when you do believe, and I know you know this, um, but when you do believe, you just start seeing the magic around you. I mean, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Repeating numbers, right? Those signs or those symbols that pop in and you just know you're driving and you hear your dad's voice. I mean, that is your dad. You're not having a memory. That's him. Mm-hmm. The song comes on the radio. You know, mm-hmm. none of that. You, you, I mean, honestly, what 
the odds of that being accidental and coincidence are ridiculous, right? I, I my mom sees seven seventeen every day. I see two twenty two every day. Frank Sinatra, no matter where I am, comes on the radio for my dad. Yeah. And I'll hear him sometimes, yeah, like say things to me, which I think is so cool. And I'm very thankful that I had a mom who always believed it. My mom is very like, we are just souls. And this is just (laughs) a small chapter in our bigger story. You know, she's very awesome. She's so cute. And, And we see Carmela, my daughter, like we'll see her... At her little age, her eyes will get so big and we'll see her kind of like she's see like she's looking at something. And I know a lot of kids do that, but there are times where she my mom and I will just get emotional because we're both like there's someone else in the room that she's looking at. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And then there's gonna be things too where one thing to kind of note, especially as she gets a little older, she will also not only will you hear her talking to them. But she may end up making facial expressions like one of them or both. Uh And again, sometimes that's why I think people get confused. Oh, it's a reincarnation. And it's not. It's just that your loved one on the other side is talking to him, right? You know, your mother-in-law has gone, go, 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 (laughs) go, 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 go. Like, and so the kid is picking it up the same as it would in the physical. So that's what you're going to see a lot of that. A lot of kids must, in our purest state as an infant and child, must be way more open. I mean, I feel like most kids probably see things, don't they? So much. And the reason is a few things. One is, so the soul goes into the body as the baby, right? So you mm-hmm. get pregnant. The soul, You have the umbilical cord, okay? So once that child is birthed, so whether it's the beginning, one, two, three, four years, They're so close. They're actually closer to the soul world than they are being in the physical. Mm. So the longer they're in the physical, the more opportunity it is to lose the connection. Mm -hmm. And then through society and what we're taught and what we're saying to our kids and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Just your imagination, right? Think about that. It's not not real. How many times have parents said that? A million. Yeah. So it's just being mindful of it. And what happens is, you know, that then the kid will start to lose it. And they kind of say between 10 and 12, not all of them. And then even if it becomes dormant, it could come back up, you know, if there's a near-death experience or a traumatic event or anything mm. like that. When was the first time you met someone else who had your same abilities? You know, it, in all honesty, I would have to say it was uh, my best friend. I met her in eighth grade mm-hmm. and we've been best friends for over 30 years. We're still best friends Cute. and we're very different. We're so different, like beaches, right? Mm-hmm. And we are so connected. She does not do this, but literally when I want insight or clarity, I will absolutely make her tune in and she hates to do it. Like she's just... <laughs> But she and she literally was the absolute first person that was my biggest advocate. She even at one point paid for one of my classes to to take because she oh, wanted really? me to do this. Oh, so you took classes? Yeah. How do you even do that? What What is that? Yeah, like? after... So, well, now I teach them, right? But yeah. what they are is they're exercises and... I assume you teaching them, but I didn't picture you taking a class. You know what I mean? Right. Well, what <laughs> what I did, honestly, when I was, again, coming out of the spiritual closet, I started to do this and it was a big, big risk for me because, you know, I was making six figures. I had a great job. You know, am I really going to give all that up? And so I kind of started to train with the best in the world, waiting mm. for some of them to go, yeah, don't, don't quit that day job, sweetheart. Like I was mm. just waiting and none of them, I mean, they were, I mean, it was literally the opposite. And it was literally like, even in the beginning classes, people were asking me and coming to me because I think again, it was just so natural. And Yeah. So I did it. I traveled with the best of the best. And then it does, it does help you understand how to put something together or what are you getting and to really trust what you're getting and to really build that confidence. I mean, you know, when people 
because people can be mean or brutal, right? But when you are blindfolded, if someone, this has happened, you know, I will be blindfolded. I won't know who's in front of me. And yet now I have to connect to their loved ones in spirit. And they're not allowed to say a word to me. They're not even allowed to give anything. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, they'll tell you if they could get what you got. And you're like, oh, I mean, that's super scary. But actually it was amazing. And you just, it really teaches you to trust who's talking to you. What are you seeing? What are you getting? And then how do you deliver it? It must be indescribable to provide such comfort to people who need it. It is unbelievable. It's, um, it's so, so beautiful when you can kind of show someone, you give them this evidence or this, especially too, what happens is in that session, it's like they can feel their loved one. And mm-hmm. it's like they're, they're with them again, even for the little bit of time we have. And I mean, what a great gift. And then I always say to people, I mean, how, how lucky am I? You know, not to, not to be too selfish about this, but you know, your mother-in-law and your dad, like, you know, they, they chose to mm-hmm. come through me. They mm-hmm. chose to say, hey, we're going to share who we are with you, Colby. Mm-hmm. You know, that's amazing. I get to meet your family. Like, how cool is that? How many other people get to meet P.S. family, right? And <laughs> so it's super, super cool. Mm-hmm. God, what a treat. I mean, it just, does it get overwhelming at times? Like if you go into restaurants or do you feel like you hear and see a lot? Like are there times where you're like, I just want to have a meal? (laughs) Sometimes what happens is as a professional, we can kind of, I don't want to say turn it off, but we can turn the dial Mm. so that rather than it being very clear, it's a static, like the static on a radio. So it's always humming. The engine's always running. But again, I wouldn't know what the experience was like for it not to, right? Yeah. So I don't mind it. What does though happen is there are certain times I may go somewhere into a room and just something really overtakes me and, yeah. and I don't want to be there or it's too much or too anxiety. And that can happen too, but not really too often. And there are times that I've had where, you know, even though I'm off the clock, uh, spirit is my boss. And they're like, um, you're going to give a message right now. Stop what you're eating and turn to your left and tell them. How often <laughs> does that happen? Not too often, thank goodness. But it does. It does happen. But again, never would complain in a million years. Of course. It's amazing. The woman that I have been talking to for years... I'm in contact with because she went up to one of my friends at a restaurant and she said too, that's very rare that it happens, but she walked up to the table and said, I have to tell you this. I'm so sorry if I'm crossing a boundary, but, but, and they were, you know, the whole table, oh my God, are you kidding me? That's exactly what's happening. And that's exactly the answer I needed. Thank you so much. So they all started speaking to her and now she's been a guide for me for five years that's amazing. And, and yeah, everything she is, told me has happened. Everything uh, she told me, my first conversation. It's wonderful. What I do is if I do go up to, I ask permission. I'll say, would it be okay if, you know, because mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. I always need that. You know, I don't want to disrespect someone's beliefs or if they don't want that message, you know, it is what it is. I can at least go back to my spirit boss and say, look, I really tried. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, it is amazing. And yeah, you don't do it too often, but it happens. It definitely, and I will tell you, it's just incredible when it does. I mean, you can absolutely see it was needed. You can mm-hmm. always, always. Oh, so nice. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your book. I have three books. So well, you have a new one, correct? Yeah. The new one is called Coffee with Colby. And what <laughs> happens is I do two kind of podcasts. I do mm-hmm. an apps, uh, Colby Rebel Show, and then I do Coffee with Colby. So Coffee with Colby is like a little Facebook live and just, you know, inspirational, motivational things come mm-hmm. in and they're really kind of guided, channeled. And so what we did is we went back through all of the recordings and we took all of these quotes, these messages from spirit and compiled them into a book. So it's 365 days of spirit messages. 
and people really like it. It's a little bit of an oracle. Like, what do I need to know today? And you can flip, you can either mm-hmm. do one through 365 or you can just open it up. But it's really, it's really been fun and good and people really enjoy it. It must be incredible to then, you know, transfer everything to a book and to see, wow, like, look what I've been able to share with the world. Yeah, it's, it is really cool, but I kind of even, it's a lot of work to do a book. (laughs) And again, it's not like, for me, I don't sit there. It's never been, Ooh, I would really like to write a book. It is like, I'll go for a walk and spirit boss is like, you're going to write a book. Mm. Uh, So they will tell you. And then I'll say, what's it about? But then the minute you start writing, it just, it, it all becomes channeled. So, you know, it's great. So for everyone listening, you know, because obviously you do, you're, you're available on your website to have one-on-one sessions, of course, and you do, and you know, so many speaking engagements and you have the podcast and you have the book and you've now, which has been, I think is just incredible, translated all of this into motivational speaking. Yeah. And I'd love to know, you know, a few, and obviously everyone should buy the book because it's good to, you know, I I totally believe in having something that you can open, just say, what do I need today and open it up? I can't imagine how powerful it is. But what have been kind of, you know, some like key points as this person who's tapped into, you know, the other side, like what are the messages, like the bigger messages that you think that are so important and that could help us with, you know, being a human day to day. Absolutely. I mean, I absolutely think the biggest, biggest message is that your loved ones never die. They lose a physical body, but they live on. Mm-hmm. And then the second is they don't want us to grieve and they don't mm. want us to put our life on pause. They want us to live. They want us to laugh. They want us to enjoy. They certainly don't want us to sit around and wait. And so that's a big part of it as well. And I also feel like just in our lives, it's to take chances. It's to trust your heart. It's to, you know, fear is going to step in. And there's a lot of things you're going to do in life where you're going to be really uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but do it anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, find it anyway and enjoy people. Don't worry about climbing some ladder and the materialness of the world. Really, the more you focus on your soul and fulfilling your soul and stay in alignment with it, there is a natural bliss in that. There's just a natural, pure joy mm-hmm. and happiness just within that. It's and funny that intuitive. Yeah, the the I think it's amazing the uncomfortable statement because the one thing that I've learned from having a baby, like everyone just keeps telling me, oh, how to like, are you so tired? Or everyone told me that it's going to be, oh, your life's about to be over for the next few months. So having a newborn is the worst. And my husband and I have been getting through this totally fine. I can, yeah. and I just keep thinking to myself, oh, like nobody likes being uncomfortable. Right. Everyone does everything they can to avoid being uncomfortable all the and time. And people don't like change. And they don't like change. And to me, being uncomfortable and change, I've always said, are the only two things that you know are going to propel you to the next step. Right. right. So what do you think is, is there like a, a daily practice that you recommend for everybody to really, you know, I think it is hard with our busy lives, obviously, to sit down and, and do the work. So is there anything that you recommend for people, you know, kind of like a daily practice? Well, yeah. Stop rushing around so much. You're only rushing around because you created that schedule. Mm. Like you created it. Mm-hmm. And in that I've done it. I get guilty as well. But when you wake up in the morning, rather than just rushing out of bed, take a couple minutes, close your eyes. Imagine within your mind's eye, what does it look like outside? Mm. You know, what... Color is the sky. Listen with your ears. Do you hear any birds or squirrels? Do you, you know, hear the neighborhood? What are you hearing? You know, and then just take a few moments to just have gratitude for where you are and what's going Mm -hmm. on. Like 
if you're a negative Nelly, you're going to bring in that negative energy. You're, you're doing it. So why not focus on what to be grateful for? What is abundant in your life, no matter where you are and what you're going through, then get out of bed, then get out of bed. But then you got to start noticing people rush around. You know, one of the things I love, Pia, I'm going to tell you this and then the listeners and it kind of, I get the giggles out of it. I love it. It's like, you know, it's not the two, two, twos and the 11, 11s and the seven, seven, sevens. You know, it's awesome to see those angel numbers, but what's also kind of super cool. I happens all the time. I'll see one license plate and it will say two, eight, nine, the last three, two, eight, nine. And then I'll look at another card and it will say nine, eight, two. I mean, mm. you would be surprised. Like, just those kind of little things like that. And those are messages as well. So it's like paying attention and to notice and to be present in your life. And again, don't surround yourself, no matter what, with, with people or situations that you don't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Life is way too short. Like if you don't like people, find new friends. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. just live your life. Talk about that on the show all the time, making sure when you leave a group of people or another couple or one person specifically, when you leave that person, make sure it's you feel really good when you leave them. And if you don't, somebody you shouldn't be spending time with. Yes, absolutely. And so essentially, like if, if you know, it's kind of like the law of attraction, like all of this goes by, like if you just wake up and you're like a positive human being and you start seeing these messages and getting tapped into things and doing the work and being really positive, you're allowed, I mean, that must be essentially what the law of attraction is, is just like opening up that outlet to let all the things that are supposed to come in, come in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's energy, right? Mm -hmm. So the law of attraction is energy and connecting to your higher self, raising that vibration or connecting to loved ones is also energy. Everything is energy. Mm -hmm. And so- when you put the positive energy out, it, it's going to boomerang. It will come back in. That doesn't, listen, you're going to have bad days and bad things that happen of course. without a doubt because you got to have life lessons. What do you think you're here for, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just part of it. And then my last question, my last topic I really want to bring up because I have been very open about my father's passing and I get asked often and I got asked today and I didn't know what to say. And it's making me emotional thinking like, oh, now I can deliver whatever message you have for her to her in this context, which is everyone always asks about grief and how we deal with grief. And if you're saying that the only, like the main message from our loved ones is to not miss them that they're to not mourn them, which obviously is just human nature and what we're going to do. Do you have any advice for how to deal with grief? Right. So just to clarify, we absolutely can mourn Mm -hmm. our loved ones, but you don't put your life on pause. They don't want you to put your life on pause, right? You're going to miss that physical touch. I mean, listen, there's nothing I could say in the whole world. There are going to be days, you're going to miss your dad's hug. Mm-hmm. And you're going to just miss his kiss. You're going to miss the sound of his voice on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. And that that is normal. But when we also recognize that they are still with us, that there is no death, and that when we can start to believe in that more, I just feel like you'll be happier and joyful. And the more you do, the more they get to see and kind of, I don't want to say live through you, but they're certainly enjoying it. They're certainly, I mean, don't you, listen, we both know, I don't have to tell you and you know your mom is going to listen to this, right? We both know your dad is tickle pink that he's got a granddaughter. (laughs) He is all like, ah, like we know he is. Mm -hmm. And like, how exciting is that? He is living, he's seeing it. He's going to see what she does. He's going to chime in. And that to me is beautiful. And we just have to try to remember it. I, I know it's not the same. Totally. But gosh, it doesn't have to be as lonely and desolate and, and sad, I think, as, as we think. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think also, yeah, I think, I think wholeheartedly being sad when you need to be sad. Yeah. Because that's normal. But really leaning into the 
to the idea that that person is watching you and they're happy and it yeah. would just be doing them a disservice. To And the to, other thing is this now, life. and everybody can do this, but if you're really honest about it, right. You know, not just God forbid, uh, if we all just take a minute and really look at our lives, ourself, okay. Ourself. So if you literally just took a moment and really thought to yourself, God forbid you were to pass soon or now, right? This is not a prediction, so don't worry. But <laughs> what if, would you want your partner to put his entire life on pause and not live because you're not here? No, never. What about your daughter? Never. What about your mom? Never. <laughs> exactly. What would you want them to do? Just continue living their beautiful best lives in my honor. Exactly. Do you mm-hmm. see? So that we don't lose that when we pass. We don't say, oh, I hope you're, hope you're sitting there, sitting on the couch all day. Hope you're missing me. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're on the couch next to you saying, get up, go outside, go for a walk. I'm right here. Look, look at that choo-choo-choo. I'm right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been so fortunate to grow up with a mom who's, who's, uh, always told me that and that, you know, I think a lot of people, and it must be interesting for you. um, I think a lot of people are so scared of death and the, and the topic, but my, Uh we have always talked about it since I was little. My mom has always said like, one day we're not going to be here. And if that were to happen sooner than we're hoping, like, you know, you will go live. Literally she would be like, if something were to happen to mommy and daddy, like you would go live over here and, And it would never be the same, of course, but we would always be watching you and we would always want you to do. I mean, we've always had that conversation. And, you know, don't you you think that's something that should be like discussed more? Oh, I believe so. Because I feel like if people really did that, if people absolutely had those conversations, then I feel like it would help that grieving process when someone does transition Mm -hmm. because you kind of know their wishes and you know how they were feeling. And again, the grief is terrible. And, And some people have lost, and not even to necessarily compare, but, you know, to lose your father is... It's, it's sad and it's traumatic and, you know, you're so young and, you know, there's so much to do. But, you know, I'm talking to people you know, whose children have been taken from them. Yeah, I always think about that. I have my father until my 30s. Like, I can't imagine having my child pass or getting married and my husband passing away not long after a marriage. Like, those are real tragedies. I've I've had people, you know, where their loved ones were murdered. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, I can't, I'm not here to say you shouldn't feel bad and you shouldn't grieve. And, you know, it's, I, and I can't just, kind of give you some reason as to why it happened. I mean, there's just some terrible stuff in the world, but yeah. And I think you should be thankful for the time that you do have. Right. Yeah. And it's just about that loved one would still just want you to be happy no matter mm-hmm. what happened. I'm going to ask this last question and then I'll let you go. But now okay. I'm like, <laughs> how do you keep your, I mean, have there been people that you've spoken to who have just had things happen where you, have had to try really hard not to let your emotions. Oh, there's been, uh, right. And also even when I teach though, I do teach my students to not cry, right? Because we can, and, but you know, if I cry, I'm taking away from your experience and I'm taking Mm. away from your ability to feel completely 100% safe in you crying and you feeling good. But we can, it can come in and, you know, I just kind of, you push that emotion to the back of your throat, not down, but just yeah. to the back. And yeah, I mean, I, I did a reading for a lady where her brother came in and then I told, told her about him and I talked about, he said he has two kids and she's like, yes. And then I tried tuning into the two kids so I could kind of say, oh, well, he knows the kids are doing X, Y, Z now. And it was blank. It was empty. And it took me a second to go, why? Why? And then I heard him say, they're here with me. Oh. And then I, you know, took a long story short, he actually took the lives of his two children prior to taking his own mm. life. So bringing that, yeah, it can be, you know, there's a lot of, but, you know, then it Oh yeah, you don't know clarity. anything going into these conversations either. So it's hitting no. you. I don't know anything. Mm. And, or the love, like sometimes the love comes in so powerful. And you're like, oh, 
you know, and you just, but again, by, you know, just allowing that self to kind of go to the back and it really gives that client the full experience that they, they deserve. Well, thank you so much, Colby. This has just been awesome. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this has been a blast. So thank you. (laughs) I'm so happy to be able to share something that I think is so beautiful and so important and something that I do really believe in so much. And thank you for bringing my dad and my mother-in-law. You are so welcome. But, you know, she just gives you a big kiss and (laughs) gives her boy a big kiss and certainly gives that beautiful girl a big kiss. So just know that. And thank you so much for having me, Pete. Of course. Thank you, Colby. Bye. Bye. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.